The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning to Tim Wilkerson. Hello, Mr. Tim. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, all right. Every time I read there, one of the things I always say, fan favorite, fan favorite, one of the best guys, uh, continually the favorite of the fans. What's that mean to you when you know how much the fans really appreciate and like the type of person you are? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's pretty humbling, really, if you want to know the truth. So we, uh, we just do what we do out there. and uh, But I think everyone appreciates the you know, the underdog, single-car warrior type aura that we've had over the last 20 years. Tell me about how it's changed dramatically from you first jumped into a car in 95 to, to where it is today. I'm sure of one thing, it's a lot more expensive than it was then. Yeah, I mean, the costs are higher, of course, and it's like everything. You know, the material's higher, the parts are higher, the people are higher, and, you know, nobody wants to make less money than they did, so that all adds up to a, a, a much more expensive, you know, uh, system that, that runs all the way through the racing industry. But uh, uh, the, the, the car itself is it's basically the same car, but, you know, there was a, a few tweaks through the years of how we make them go faster. The clutch program has really came around, and, you know, horsepower is close to the same. But, again, in all racing, we have improvements in the mechanical parts of the car, but uh, very exciting. Very exciting. I think we asked you a year ago, hopefully we have some new listeners along the line, where did you first realize you had the need for speed, that you wanted to go fast? Was it in high school, after high school? And did you ever think you would jump into a funny car with the NHRA? No. No, I mean, I was uh, I, I grew up in the greatest era in the world in the, uh, in the 70s, so where, you know, cars were the king and if you didn't have a cool car, you didn't have a cool girl, you know. So that's all I cared about in high school. <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of fun to uh, grow up in that era. But you know, I never really thought I would have a, a nitro funny car to be real truthful with you. I was blessed to hook up with Dick Levi in uh, the late '90s, and and he made all this happen. There's no doubt about that. But uh, you know, we were very excited to uh, to be in the St. Louis area this weekend. It's our only uh, race in the St. Louis area. It's the closest one to our home, and want to make sure that all the fans know that it's going to be beautiful weather i've been watching the weather real close and so we need to make sure all the fans get out there this weekend i heard rick talking about a kansas him being a kansas city chief fan and and you you gotta like Mahomes. there's no doubt about that even for what he did to our poor bears last week but we're 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 racing this weekend we're doing real fun stuff so did you ever think about oval racing did you ever think about maybe uh usac or or silver crowned or even uh you know nascar did you ever think about that was always running straight ahead all the time no, I, yeah, I've never did that. I'm, we, uh, I've drove in those schools before, the petty schools and that kind of stuff, and and uh, I admire those guys. They have a terrific amount of uh, courage that I don't know that I would be able to do. Our friend Justin Algar, I watched him run Bristol a couple weeks ago, and that was spectacular to watch. He's a he's a great young kid, and Mike's son from out there at uh, Hoosier, Hoosier Tire out there, you know, off Spalding Road. But he's a great kid too, and. I just never had that uh, that desire. I know where the finish line is. I don't have to keep going around in circles looking for it. But those guys do a great job. 
<laughs> Help me out. Two victories this season. Tell us about that. And overall, number eight in points. Uh, disappointing, or, yeah. or are, are you okay with that? Not okay, but but where do we no, stand? Yeah. No, we're we're good with that. We we're uh, you know we've we've had a couple of real tough losses in the countdown here the last two races. We're uh, you know, got beat by my team car at, at Reading, and then last weekend I got beat by Matt Hagen. The track just went to crap and. It was a one-lane racetrack at Charlotte, and I was in the left lane. Unfortunately, we lost lane choice by just a couple hunters, but we're only a couple points out of six right now. So I plan on being uh, I plan on being in the top five by the time the year is out, which is be a good finish for us. But we did have a, a win at Joliet this year, and then a win at Seattle, and uh, that's been exciting for us and, and all our sponsors. And we're very very happy to be in the position we're at and to still be able to do this. What causes a track to, in your words, turn to crap? I mean, is it the way? Is, was it that way the first race of the day, or what causes it to really uh, deteriorate, if you will, to the, the extent it does? Well, what what happens is is these tracks, uh, not all of them are made of concrete. Uh, they're at you know about four or five hundred feet. They're they're made of asphalt, and they're just like a country road where, as the sun gets on it, it it deteriorates the amount of traction the track has. And, uh, you know, you really got to tiptoe down through there when it does that. And I say tiptoe instead of going like we went 286 mile an hour at half track the first and first round. And then second round, I had to try to slow it down and it didn't quite make that, but we, um, it's just part of the, part of the deal. The problem that we have is Sam is at the first two races of the year, the tracks have been spectacular because there's been no sun on them. Oh. Well, Sunday morning at Charlotte, guess what happens? The sun's out. The track's 120 degrees mm-hmm. instead of 90, which is a huge difference. Do you bring the, uh, the, the the car back to Springfield after every race, or is it a, geo, uh, a geographic decision, or do you always, uh, in the hauler, bring it back to Springfield? No, it's a, it's you, you hit the nail on the head. It, we went straight from... Uh, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania to Charlotte, and but we will come. Back. We are back at the shop today. The boys arrived at the shop last night about seven p.m. I believe, and uh, we'll get the car out and uh, strip it today, and put a new motor in it and get it ready for uh, you know race day at at uh, St. Louis this weekend. I got uh, I'll be busy all week. I got big media week down there I, tomorrow. I got to go through uh, some more radio stations around here, and and uh, then. Thursday, we've got a big press conference down there. We go to a couple of TV stations and stuff like that. So it's going to be a busy couple of days for me. But the boys, are they're doing a terrific job. My car has been nearly flawless all year long. We only lost one motor all year for a car like that. That's pretty spectacular. And we, we're we uh, we're right in the middle of it. We're just being the pain in the big guy's sides at the moment. But hopefully we can win a race again in the countdown here. Tim, when you say the guys, how many are you talking about? And what's is there a turnover on that? Or can you keep the same guys involved over a number of years? No, I've been real fortunate with that. I've I've had the same crew for the last oh gosh five or six years. Wow! And uh, you know I, I I get a good group of young kids and and it's a it's, it's a niche group though, Sam. I mean it's a I mean we're kind of a traveling circus. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we 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 pick up our tent, we go to the next place, and we put our tent up. And and but uh, the the kids that do that are they're a very unique group, and and I'm happy to have a great group of them. Tell you the truth, there's six full-time guys and then we have a boy well, I have a couple of flying guys I call them a couple of them are from Springfield and a couple of them are from uh, the Carolinas but uh, we're fortunate to have some good veterans on the team and then some new young kids that man you 
that's guys that are old. We can't really do this anymore. It's a it's a young man sport. We turn that car around in forty five minutes to an hour a lot of times. And man, I tell you what, it's uh, them kids are they're a blessing. Let me tell you that. <laughs> do, do you ever? You know, one of the unfortunate I think is that you do not uh, get the recognition. I know that's not important to you. I, I think I know you well enough. That's not why you do it. But but you've achieved the top of your game. You really have. This is big time. This is, you know, pretty good NBA player, superstar in baseball. You're one of the top five, six, eighth in points, whatever, people in funny car drag racing and so on. Sometimes I don't think we really appreciate in Springfield what you've accomplished. But I know that doesn't bother you. Is it because the sport, but the sport grows in popularity. I think people who go to it first time, they get locked in. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean we've we've said that for years. Um, you know, I have I have a new primary sponsor this year with Skag Power Equipment, and they have they bring all their dealers and distributors to the racetrack, which Dick Levi did that for years with his customers. And Dick's still involved in our car, of course, but this guy brings he brings distributors and dealers, and it is amazing the reaction you get to people that I mean have never been before. They you know we drag them right to the start line and let them stand behind the car, and they're like. Holy moly! How in the world does that happen? You know, that's the coolest thing they've ever seen. So, anytime I get anybody to our sport, they they never leave going. Ah, that wasn't very cool. <laughs> so mm. that's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty special to us, and and I appreciate you saying the nice things about me there. Um, I'm I've been very fortunate to uh, you know have some mechanical ability and and to learn more and more about my sport every year. And uh, and we're a family out there. Even the people that are I compete against. If we get a little bit lost, we talk, and and if they get a little bit lost, they actually talk to me. So I helped some dragster guys last weekend that were a little upside down in their tune up, and they sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And uh, but you know we need to put on a good show for the fans. We realize we're entertainers, but uh, I, I appreciate all the nice things you said about me there. I I uh, sometimes kid with my guys that I'm the Charles Barkley of drag racing. I probably got some of the best cars over the years, and. And the championship keeps eluding me. <laughs> so I have a good time with that. Do you ever, ever, ever even let yourself think about stepping back and semi-retiring or retiring? Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen someday, I'm sure. You know, I got some uh, some heritage coming up through the ranks. My son is uh, working on Chad Green's car, which we run out oh, of our boy. shop. And Absolutely. He's doing a ter- terrific job, you know, and uh, and he's just a great kid, and he's a great personality out there. It's He's uh, he's become uh, one of the interviewers' choices to to listen to, and I think that's kind of fun. I'm pretty proud of him and and his team, and he he does a good job with them. But you never know; someday we'll uh, we'll see what's going to happen here. But uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, we got a, a few more years left in us. Of I don't know if it'll always be driving, but I'll be in the sport. And you know, like everything, Sam, when when I'm not there, it's just because I'm not having a good time. When you when you don't see me smiling, I'll be gone. Guarantee you. Final question: What does uh racing down in Sutton, well, mid-state Illinois, down on the Metro East area in Madison. What's it mean to you personally this week? Well, I, it, I think it's coming home, right? That's what yeah, it's all sure. about. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, we, we have so many fans down there. I have a whole group down there that uh, call themselves the Wilk Warriors, which is uh, is very very flattering. And, and uh, we, we're going to have Dick Levi down there. He's going he's gonna to come down, and, and he brings a whole bunch of people down there. So we're very excited about that, and, and that makes the whole weekend, you know, more fun. So I just need to stay focused on on my race car and, and try to uh, bring a home home win back. You know what I mean? 
Tim Wilkerson, as always, thanks for your time. Fascinating interview. You're one of the really, really good guys in the world of sports. Congratulations on what you do, and congratulations being part of the Springfield community. The Wilkerson name, the business out there, has been around for a long time, and you are a real asset to our community. Thanks, my friend. Well, bless you for always being an asset yourself, Sam. I listen to you a lot, and uh, we uh, we enjoy each other, and, and you uh, you got always got a good a good uh, view on things, and, and you're good for the for the whole Springfield area yourself, and I hope we all get to continue to butt heads. That's fun. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, it, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good day. You too. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.